going to grow a Viking beard with me. Should. We yeah. all should. That would be rad. I'm in. <laughs> Jude can braid them all. We can record it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would love that. <laughs> our shield maiden. Yes. <laughs> Braiding our beards. The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And I'm joined, as always, by my illustrious co-hosts, starting with the chicken hippie himself. You said it wrong. <laughs> Matt Vader 74. What's up, dude? I'm good. I'm good? here. You ready to go? Talking about some, uh, some D- DC. DC superheroes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dark and brooding. And, you know. Angry. Lots of swaling capes. Slow-mo. Yeah. I'm also joined by Jude. Hey. Ambassador of Estrogen. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, move along. Move along. Move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm just drinking coffee. Oh, it says poison. I think we should call her Jude Pool. Jude Pool? Yeah, Jude Pool for today. Like oh, Tim Pool. No, oh, I, thought, I was like Deadpool? <laughs> yeah, that too. Whatever. We'll go with that. I'm very deadly. <laughs> also joined move by uh, Matthew Kadish. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a long day. It's yeah. going to be a long day. <laughs> I can really I can already yeah. tell. It's going to be brutal. <clears throat> All right, Everyone's guys. already drinking. <laughs> I need brutal. to today, man. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, for our longtime listeners, you guys know typically our, our weekly podcasts go in, uh, in thirds. We do three different movies. We're talking about each one. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about things a little bit differently. We're going to dive into the DCEU, Zack Snyder's vision for the DC characters that he cre- that he was working with. And uh, the kind of whole debacle that happened with the Justice League. And then we're going to get into the Snyder Cut and dive into our thoughts on that. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Before we get started, if you guys would like to support the podcast, go to SaltyNerdClub.com and join our Patreon team. There you will find access to all kinds of really cool stuff like extra content, behind-the-scenes photos, get the chat with the hosts of the podcast, and uh, what else do they get, V? They get some other cool stuff, too. Blooper reels. Blooper reels, photos. Um, we post some show notes up once in a while. Um, really selling it. Yeah, I know. I just, you already said all the stuff. <laughs> things. Extra things. Extra things. Surprises. Lots of extra things. Never know what we're going to put up there. We might even like to see what we all look like as women. Mm. So, oh God, <laughs> who knows? Kadish was having a blast with that this last week. I have never felt so unattractive in my whole life. I w- I literally fell into a depression this week. So it's like all of these dudes are better looking girls than me, and true. I'm a girl. <laughs> That's, that's not. That's true. not I was true. like, I just want, I want filters from now on. I just want filters <laughs> for everything. I'm getting out of the shower. Filter. I am so, yeah. taking out the garbage. Filter. The female version of me is smoking hot. Just you saying. are so hot. It's ridiculous. If you want to ask us, like, and then he did dude me, and I still wouldn't fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but dude me would want to fuck every single one of you. Yeah, but you look like a hipster d bag. I look like I just came. <laughs> I look like like I just like got done running a marathon. I look flushed and sweaty, and my 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 beard doesn't match my ginger hair. It's oh, very yeah. off putting. It's very weird. Dude, me is not is not a swipe <laughs> right. He's I, not a swipe what, right. What I saw when I looked at you was like, 
Oh, it's Ethan Van Skyver's soy guy. So, <laughs> the beard with yeah. the little glasses. Oh, no. <laughs> That's an inside joke, dude. I don't think he'd get it. <laughs> She's going to hurt me later. She anyway. probably is. So, I was going to anyway. <laughs> Careful what you're drinking today, buddy. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I need to get numb. That's fine. That's why he brings his own uh, beverages yeah. with him. Oh, I'm cool, guys. I got my own stuff. Yeah. You want me to pour for it? No. No. Don't touch it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into this. Um, Did you introduce Kadish? I, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Kadish, producer of the show. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no one cares about me. That's not true. Uh, all right, guys. We're going to be talking about the DCU as a whole uh, off the bat. We're going to talk about Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman versus Superman. Um, some Shazam. Of these, Shazam. Yeah, that's a DC movie, too. I forgot about Shazam. Zachary Levi. That was a... That was an okay movie. This this podcast is going to be like six hours long mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about all that stuff. No, not we don't have to do freaking forty minutes of each one. Do you have a favorite DC like Zack Snyder universe movie? <sighs> it's easy for me. Mine's Man of Steel. I think that's by far um, the best one. I like made. Man of Steel. I I think I kind of like the new movie. What the, do you mean the Justice League? I think it's my favorite. Oh, out of the whole DC, the, the, the HBO Max, yeah, four yeah. hour metal yeah. freaking right on for sure. Cool. My my favorite. Excluding this one, I think my favorite by far is is a Henry Cavill introduction to Superman in Man of Steel. Well, I like the first fifteen minutes of that movie more than oh, on on pretty Krypton any, more than pretty much anything else that they've put out, <laughs> except for Josh Snyder's Justice League. So. Oh, God, that was such trash. Uh, Jude, do you have a favorite movie in this so, in this DC universe? Um, well, I really like The Witcher. <laughs> That's not. Have you? <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't know that I do. Uh, Dawn of the Dead? You don't like any of Zack Snyder's DC movies? I'm fucking with you. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> all right. Dawn of the Dead's good, too. But. <laughs> Not in the universe. I know, nerds. I know, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I really liked this movie. Um, and I liked Man of Steel, too. Of Steel? I hated Batman versus um, Superman. Yeah, that was no rough. Good. No good. I have... Typically different reasons. I know a lot of people, uh, Kadish, you're one of them. You had a big problem with Batman just like mowing people down in that movie in Batman vs. Superman. I had a lot of problems with Batman v. Superman. Spill it. What kind of problems did you have? Oh. How, how much time do we got? <laughs> just a couple minutes. Just give me the give me the. Uh, I mean, I did overview. a whole like, I, I did like a whole like three hour um, breakdown on my channel um, a while ago with um Smudboy and Literature Devil about all the problems with Batman v Superman. And it's just, I don't like Snyder's take on the characters. I don't feel like Zack Snyder was the right fit for Superman. Uh, Batman v Superman was just a backdoor because he was contracted to do a Superman sequel. So he wanted to do a Batman movie and it was just a backdoor way for him to do a Batman film. Um, I really think WB probably should have given Superman to a different guy and had Zack Snyder just do Batman because that's really what he wanted to do. And his take on Batman is very different from like the core of the character. I think I can, Um, I can see where you're coming from. I think there's a way they could have done it. And my biggest problem, I guess we're going to, we'll talk about Batman versus Superman because I have a huge problem with that movie too. And it's not necessarily like the Batman character. I think with the right setup, I could have believed that Batman had turned dark and went full murder spree. Like with the, the history that they, hinted at which is really what pissed me off is they only hinted at it is the happenings between uh robin and joker they kind of hinted like oh robin got killed by joker and that's kind of what snapped bruce wayne and batman turned into like freaking murder batman i'm i could i could buy that with the right setup 
I could buy that. What my problem with BVS was is that they tried to squeeze like three different movies into one. Uh-huh. And I'm not necessarily blaming Zack Snyder for that. I think that was a lot of studio interference as no, well. No, that was Zack Snyder. You can see it with this movie too where basically his cut was four hours. Because it had to be. Well, no, it, it didn't have to be. <laughs> um, when you make a movie, you realize that there are certain constraints that go along with making a movie. One of those constraints is that it's got to be at least like two hours or below in order to – um, just play in theaters for the maximum return on investment. And a lot of times studios will mandate you can't make, unless you're like James Cameron who wants to make like a three hour movie or something like that. But most of the time studios are like, you know, you can only have a maximum two hour movie because anything longer than that, you can't fit in enough viewings in the uh, theaters in order to make your money back. Yeah. So, th- th- so the thing about Zack Snyder, and, and this is one of the things that I was going to talk about when we got to his, you know, Snyder cut is that, um, he does not know how to make a movie for theaters. Like Batman v Superman was way too ambitious of a film um, to fit into two hours. And that's one of the reasons why it was such a mess is because they were trying to fit too much into too small amount of time. And it was the same issue with the the theatrical release for justice league in the sense that, you know, you know, Zack Snyder made a four hour movie that they had to fit into two hours. And it was just, it's, it's hard to do that. Yeah, but it's, didn't it's for, for for just for this movie for Zack Snyder's Justice League, didn't they let him do whatever he wanted? Mm-hmm. So the four hour thing is just I don't. It, have a, it was it was his vision. That's what, it's what he wanted. Well, so well, no, we didn't. This was the original theatrical cut. This was his version of what he was wanted to put out, and they were going to have to scale it back to, to meet the two hour uh, theater mm-hmm. limit. But this was like originally. So what happened with this movie was that it was originally supposed to be two movies, right? And uh, then the studio, after Batman v Superman kind of bombed, they got cold feet and they're like, no, you just get one movie. And so he had already, you know, gone into production on this movie. And he was like, well, I'm going to have to figure out a way to cut this back into two hours after I do everything that I want to do. And that's always been Zack Snyder's problem is like he he doesn't think ahead to the end game. Like he's like, this is my vision. I'm going to do my vision. And I mean, like you can see it with like the, the IMAX stuff in this, the four by three. Yeah, that's it's like there's no reason to make this four by three because it's never going to like mass audiences aren't going to see this in four by three. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, whatever. I, IMAX versions. Um, everyone's watching this on streaming and he's like, you know, he shot it in this format because he wanted it to be on IMAX. But, you know, and he shot it like five years ago. Yeah. And, and you know, like he, he shot it in this in the IMAX format. Yeah, cuz he was expecting it to play in IMAX. Like he could he wasn't I still, I still don't understand why why filmmakers would do that because there's not a lot of IMAX theaters out there in comparison to normal theaters. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's they silly. just fall in love with the format because you can fit more on the frame. Yeah. Um but you, you know, typically like if you shoot something in IMAX like uh, Christopher Nolan, he I shot mean, part of the Dark Knight movies in, in IMAX format, uh, a lot of the big action scenes, but then like when you transfer it to video, you scale that stuff back so that it fits it's the 16 by nine aspect. Hey, all, all, all I know as far as that goes, that if, if, if I'm a studio executive and I have a director who says, Hey, I'm going to make this movie exclusively in a IMAX format. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to get a different director. <laughs> that's not, you guys happening. are that's, so that's, harsh. That's, that's, that's not happening. I kind of, I, I, I don't it, think that that's really an issue though, because IMAX can be a thing that brings in more per ticket. Ask me how many IMAX movies I've seen. I don't care how many IMAX movies you've seen. <laughs> one. You, you, can charge, seen one. you can charge more money for an IMAX ticket than you can for a regular ticket. And so, like, it's just a way to kind of get people into the IMAX theaters and, and, and make more money. 
But the thing about this is that because it was going straight to streaming, like there's no reason why it sh- couldn't have been 16 by nine because they did that. They took this exact same aspect ratio and blew it up for the theatrical release mm-hmm. so that it fit that, that aspect I ratio. And I think most people, when they watch this, they're just going to be like, why are there black bars on the side? <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with you on the, like, it has to fit the theatrical release, two and a half hour studio mandated, blah, 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 blah. Well, well it has to if they want to release it in theaters. I, I, the, the theaters don't freaking exist anymore. Who cares? I, I honestly well, I, think I'm not, like. I'm not, I'm not talking about as it is now. I'm talking about like, if this were to go in the theaters, it, it would have had to have met that two hour limit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I think that there's something to say about realizing the the visual the vision of the director and letting them do what they want to do to I make mean, a superior just, movie just, just Dude, to, no one's going to see a 4 hour movie in a movie theater like no one disagree I yeah would. hard disagree on that i mean people, if it's good people enough have babysitters i, I wouldn't watch per hour watch, for parking i mean there's a lot of reasons i watched why. the the director's cut of lord of the rings in the theater no problem yeah, that movie made tons of money I, I don't agree uh, with you. That, that movie made tons of money after, and honestly, you know, this after it did its original theatrical run. Well, we're, we're on Zack Snyder's cut already. Let's just talk about it. Fuck it. Whatever. Okay, here's My- what I wish that we had gotten. So, I mean, I think everybody knows, like, once the studios start messing with messing things. with oh, it, yeah. typically the movie will fall apart anyway. Yeah. But so, what I wish that we had received was this movie in two movies. I wish that yeah. they had done a part one and a part two. Uh, a to be continued, and I don't. I wouldn't have even cared if they had released them at the same time and given people mm-hmm. the option to see them at the same time, or go see part one and then come back the next time you have a babysitter and see the <laughs> see part two. Uh, that that's something that they could have done. Um, and there are there are scores of people who are invested in these characters who will go see the movie, whether it's crappy or not. Um, so like. Batman versus Superman not doing well and then the studio being like, oh, we're only going to do one. That was a stupid move because like all of the fans out there, they don't give a shit if if it's bad. They're still going to go see it and then they'll talk shit about it. Yeah. That's just I, how it is. I always find it funny how out of touch studios and studio executives really are. Well, they're number crunchers. With 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 the real world. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. That's all they see is a spreadsheet. How many viewings can we fit in a day? How much money does that yeah. maximize us to make? Yeah. Like you have to, you at, at a certain point, like I understand there is that side. There's two sides of the coin at that year. There is a I legit mean, I'm on, four hours is long. That's a long ass. Well, time I honestly think this movie but, probably wasn't four hours long if it didn't have the epilogue no. and like the deleted scenes at the I end. Mean, it would have been like three and a half, which mm-hmm. is totally something that sure. people go see. And I mean, I mean, we could speed up the slow mo a couple of times here and there. You, you yeah. legit would have had like a three hour movie. Movies are longer now. I feel like anyway, than, yeah, than they used to be. You know, back in the day, you know, a movie was ninety minutes long. You know, if it was a hundred minutes long, then you felt like it was a long movie. But I think most movies today, I feel like they come in at least two hours, two minimum. hours minimum. Yeah, you know. Um, well, it, I mean, it's two Avenger- hours maximum, basically. Well, Avengers Endgame was three hours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's any. Put an inter- think, intermission in, like in the yeah, old days. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I went to go see Gone with the Wind. That movie's fucking so long. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love the idea of long movies with you know inserted intermissions. Yeah, hey, go get a snack. Go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah, exactly. So I don't agree. Yeah, get I don't, some more popcorn. I don't yeah. agree with the studio saying like it has to be this long. I mean, what I mean. I'm well, not saying, I mean, it, when, it when you spend $300 million on a movie and this was back before COVID hit and, 
you know, movie theaters were still like the main distribution um, strategy for theaters or for studios. Um, when you spend $300 million on a movie, you have to try and recoup that. And, you know, the theatrical version of Justice League only brought in double its budget. So it brought in like a little over $600 million. And that for like a $300 million movie, which is, you know, supposed to be launching a cinematic Not universe good. or franchise with these legacy characters, that's awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's why they abandoned um, this strategy going forward uh, because it just wasn't working. However, like when you do streaming like this, you like, you know, Martin Scorsese, when we all watched the Irishman, Irishman yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he did like a three hour movie that honestly should have been like hour and a half probably. Oh yeah. yeah uh, but that's, that's the opposite side of this coin. That yeah. movie was garbage. But, but where- st- streaming opens up the opportunity for this type of long form storytelling. And in fact, the original plan was to release the Snyder cut as a four part miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they had like all types of like legal issues where like if it was changed, if it was a movie or if it was a TV show instead of a movie, then all the actors like, you know, back end deals and stuff like that had to be renegotiated and it was going to be a huge headache. And so Snyder was just like, just put it out as a movie. Well, here's the difference between for, in my opinion, between this and the Irishman and I'm gesturing because it's, we're playing it. Um, So the difference for me between the Snyder Cut and the Irishman is that the Irishman was uh, uh, Scorsese, right? Yep. Um, And I felt like Scorsese made this movie that was all about him (laughs) and his vision. And this this is for me. And the Snyder Cut, I felt like, was all about the characters and giving each one of these characters – like the chance to, for us to really get to know them, like making them so much more um, rich and, and well-rounded. And um, I feel like he was doing a service to these characters. I'm this gonna, wasn't about Zack Snyder. I'm going to use that as a segue. Cause it's perfect for my next point. I mean, um, just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at, we all want to talk over each other. I know <laughs> it's okay. I just looked it up just for fun. Um, you asked me earlier what my favorite movie was mm-hmm. before this. It was wonder woman. Okay. I really okay. like the first Wonder Woman. First Wonder Woman is a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It's two hours and 21 minutes long. I Because I just wanted to see what the runtime was because yeah. of the discussion. You know, and that's that's where I feel like the soft, the, the sweet spot is these days. And that's a long-ass movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I say, mean, I'll say this, though. Like, Wonder Woman 2 was the same length. And it's terrible. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so So, like, it, it really depends on how well made the movie is. Right. But getting to one of Jude's points about how it was about the characters, this comes down to Zack Snyder's the flaw in Zack Snyder's ultimate strategy for the DCEU, which is he was the one who came up with like, let's do justice league first and then branch out into individual character movies. And that put him in a situation where he had to basically set up all these characters in one movie. Whereas if they had done the Marvel model where each character gets his own movie to get his setup out of the way, and then you can just dive right into the team up like they did with the Avengers and stuff like that, that would have solved like 90% of the problem. Oh, for sure. Like the Marvel model is, um, it's a benchmark tried and true. Yeah. I know DC people don't movies are a mess. (laughs) DC people don't like to hear that though. We already know that, but I'm like, I, you can't help it. Marvel set the benchmark. Yeah. This is how you do team up. And and it was Zack Snyder who pitched that strategy that Warner brothers went ahead with because they were like, but we're going to trust Zack Snyder's vision. And that was their big mistake. Well, because my biggest problem with BVS was I felt like they put my favorite storyline out of any freaking comic book ever is the death of Superman. Uh-huh. Freaking love that storyline. They, they just shoehorned it They shoehorned it in the last 30 minutes of that movie. 
And I, I can't yeah. get on board with that. And, and that was because Zack Snyder couldn't figure out how to have Superman be part of the Justice League from the beginning because he's so overpowered. So they're like, we have to kill him off first <laughs> so we can form the Justice League. And, and that was all Zack Snyder's brainchild. You know, as well. and what is that all about? I've watched these movies and these, these TV shows and cartoons since I was a little kid. Yeah. I never felt like Superman was that much more powerful. Overpowered. Right. You know, he's just, he's Superman. I, I always felt like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I really, he's I, the OG Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Except yeah. for the kryptonite, that one thing <laughs> that'll get you every time. No, but I, I think he does get overpowered in these movies. One of the, one of my, uh, the, 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 real all the, big all the DC's heroes are overpowered though. I mean, if they were all on the same level here or there, I think it would be okay. But like Wonder Woman's a God, a freaking God. She should be able to hold her own. And my biggest problem with the Snyder version and also the Justice League version, which I honestly thought I was I was hoping and praying that this part of the movie was going to be the Justice League cut and wouldn't be in this version. And when I was watching the movie and they they wake him up and he's in like the ripped pants suit and he's standing next to his statue and he's kind of like doesn't know who he is. I legit like looked at my screen. I was like, God damn it, Zach. <laughs> this is the worst part of this freaking movie. Yeah. They're all fighting him, and he's just standing there. He's taking on Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. He's He's just as fast as the Flash. And I'm like, this is nonsense. I mean, Batman might as well have not been in the movie. Oh, well, (sighs) Batman's really... He's a side character. He's just the guy who's like, come on, guys. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's be a team. I I, have faith. Another thing that I really hated about that was was his line. I honestly thought thought it was a Justice League thing. It was when Barry Allen's like, so what is your superpower? I'm rich. I thought yeah. the same I'm thing. Like, I was like, surely that's got to be Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Nope. nope. That's, uh, that's that's always been Batman. Batman doesn't have any superpowers. I know he doesn't, but that's not. Which, which, but which you don't is, say which, that. That's not something that Bruce Wayne is, would say. It's 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 weird. It really is weird. Like he would he got legit superpowered people. Yeah. And Batman. Yeah. Well, I that, got cool stuff on my belt and my cool car. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of Batman is that he holds his own yeah. with these superpowered. Yeah, because he's smarter. He's smarter than the brain. Like the whole thing about Batman as part of this Justice League is that number one, he's he's a master tactician. Mm -hmm. So he's the guy who plans out all this stuff and you know how to how to defeat the enemies and things of that nature. And he's also kind of the de facto leader, even though Uh like Superman's like at the head. Batman's the guy. He doesn't want to be the leader, but he's always the one who's like rallying the troops and and figuring out like what they got to do. And my biggest issue with the difference between the Justice League and the Zack Snyder cut is that I felt like in the Zack Snyder cut, Batman was dumbed down like unnecessarily. Um, one of the interesting things that Joss Whedon did with Batman in, in his cut was he added a lot of stuff that gave Batman more agency. Like he tried to put a tracker on Aquaman. He, uh, you, know, you know, he had a plan. So like if Superman came back bad, you know, like he had a backup thing to keep superman from like killing him mm-hmm. and little things like that were basically joss gave batman um smarts whereas in um zach snyder's cut batman's just kind of going along he, with the flow. yeah but i felt like all of that was undercut with all of those stupid jokes yeah joss Whedon, I, I, I he mean, may I mean, have jokes aside but like that was more accurate to the character i don't, I don't think you can say jokes I, uh, aside because he made batman the butt of like every joke in that movie joss I, joss whedon did uh, i feel like even though like maybe he did give him a couple extra steps to like push the story forward as Batman, he also undercut everything that he well, did. Well, I'm saying that, like, you know, if you don't like the jokes in Joss Whedon's version, that's fine. I, I don't think they're very good either. 
but I'm saying that he he changed the Batman character to make him smarter in order to hold his own a little bit more, which I thought was more accurate to the character of Batman. There's also a difference in rating between the two uh, yeah. movies, oh, too. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the theatrical release was PG-13. Mm-hmm. The Snyder Cut yeah. is rated R. And, and I often wondered when I was watching this, like if Zack Snyder was contractually obligated to bring in a two-hour PG-13 version of this movie, like would the Snyder Cut actually, would people be as high on the Snyder Cut as they currently are? Because... What makes this movie work is that he takes his time to do everything he wants. Yeah. And it's a much better paced movie yeah. than the theater. Like I remember oh, like sure. when we walked out of the movie theater after seeing Justice League, I was like, that felt like so rushed. Yes. Like, like everything. And when, and in Zack Snyder's version, you know, he well, allows the scenes to breathe. He takes his time. Well, the reason it's, it feels rushed is because they played op, like they played operation with the Snyder cut. You know, it's, it's like there's, there's two minute scenes in the theatrical release that are 10 minute scenes in the yeah. Snyder cut. Yeah. It's like this. So like we got the show on right now, right? They're doing this thing where, where Diana's mom shoots the arrow to, mm-hmm. to the, yeah. to the Parthenon. Right. So I watched the first half of the justice league last night. I had to turn it off. <laughs> I had to turn it off. I couldn't watch it. It was, un- it's unwatchable. Now. Yeah. It's terrible. After watching this, it's literally unwatchable. But the example that the book you guys just talked on, there's a five minute scene here of a ceremony with her lighting the arrow that she's going to shoot to warn Diana that there's an invasion happening mm-hmm. in, in, in the justice. League, Not even there. Is it? it it's there. Yeah. It's five seconds. The, it's literally um, her taking an arrow and shooting it to the, to no the, explanation whatsoever. The theatrical no release. Re- yeah. Everything. Once you get to Themyscira and from that to her firing off the arrow is five minutes in the Snyder cut. It's a 12 minute scene. Yeah. yeah. And, and like even like all the it seems like all the Wonder Woman stuff in the first half of this movie is crazy. Like even the, the bank heist thing at the beginning of it. <sighs> yeah. I have a completely different. <clears throat> completely completely different. different. But I also it's, have a problem with it. Too. it but I'm yeah. just saying they, they, they cut so much stuff out. Of it's not even was, recognizable it's, as the same a, movie. Yeah. It's yeah. brutal. It's yeah. just I can't watch but it anymore. The, since we're kind of doing our criticisms like the, the scene with Diana, I, I thought it was badass when she walked in there and she was like blocking all yeah. the bullets mm-hmm. because I think this might be the one of the first times that we see that in in real time. Her doing that and it looks freaking awesome. Yeah. Like when she's blocking all the bullets and stuff. And then immediately I'm like, oh, she's going to toss the thing up in there and she's going to go get that last guy and then it's all going to be good. She throws this bomb uh-huh. out of the window or out of the ceiling so that it doesn't hurt anybody and then she proceeds to blow half the building up with her <laughs> yeah. bracelets. I'm like, why did you do okay. that? Right, exactly. But, okay, here are my questions. First of all, um, the Joss Whedon cut um, four minutes out of that scene from the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, so that bomb was supposed to take out four city blocks. Right. Um, what Diana did just blew off half the building. So was that bomb more powerful than Diana? Yes. So therefore <laughs> that bomb could have beaten Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf? I, no, I don't. I, I think no, no. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Does she have control over what she can do with her? And by bombs? the way, the only thing she does in both cuts of the movie is, <laughs> her like she does. 17 times that's her one move she's got one move and it's and it's her like I don't know. banging was, her wrists together i disagree with that because she was pretty badass with that sword and shield when she was going it, up against it, steppenwolf it's it kind of funny that you mentioned that because so in the joss whedon version when she hits her bracelets together that's the end of the scene and it's just yes. implied that that knocks the guy out uh-huh. yeah 
but in the in the Snyder cut, in the Zack Snyder he's cut, dead. yeah, yeah, oh, he's she dead. blows the entire front of the building off. And, and I turned to Jude when we were rewatching it at one point, and I, and I was like, "What if chunks of that building fell and it like killed people oh, on the yeah. street?" Diana there's, just murdered that guy. There's no way people didn't get hurt when she. Oh no! Oh yeah, and Diana completely murdered that dude. Oh, and, so and, what? And but but I mean like uh, he had it coming. He, he did have it coming, but like the thing is, is like she could have killed him without causing all the collateral I, that's, damage. That's my point. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. She's got super speed. And Zack Snyder has been widely criticized since Man of Steel for all of his collateral damage yeah, in yeah. his movies. He has no issue with uh, taking down entire you, cities. You puny humans. <laughs> and and the, the best part was like at the end when, when Wonder Woman's making sure everyone's okay and that little girl is like, can I be like you when I grow up? <laughs> no, I'm a god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Jude, Jude was like, like but, no, no, you can't. Yeah, but. She goes, you can be anything you want. And I go, also no. <laughs> like, Except honestly, for me. I, honestly, yeah. what do you expect her to say to a, a little girl who looks up to her, though? Do you no. really expect her to be like, sorry, kid, you're fucked? So, no, honey, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> sorry, no, honey, kid, I'm a god. Her. No, you're a little girl. She's not going to say that. You can't grow up and be a checker. At that was exactly <laughs> what she should have said. You can be anything you want. That was a nice message for the little kid looking up to the superhero. You can be a couple of things <laughs> if you want. You guys are so nihilistic. You can be a blackjack dealer at Harris. <laughs> you can be a cocktail waitress. <laughs> I mean, no, not necessarily. You develop <laughs> Stark technology in the DC universe. Sure, you can. She might grow up ugly. She can't be a oh, cocktail waitress. All right, we're not talking about that poor little girl <laughs> hey, anymore. Uh, Alex, I, I yeah. had a question since you're a big Man of Steel fan. Um, that, so, so the the character of General uh, Swanwick, uh, played by actor Harry Lennox, the, yeah. the, the black general guy. Mm -hmm. So he makes an appearance in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that he is actually Martian, Martian Manhunter. And so, also, so was Mama Kent. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. It's weird. Yeah, it, it was very weird. So, like looking back on Man of Steel, I, I was like, why was Martian Manhunter sitting out all this invasion stuff? Like, you think like he right. would have? He, he was observing. You can make the same exact argument about this movie. Like there is literally an invasion of demons and some crazy godlike freaking creature yeah. with spiky armor. And Martian Manhunter is like, I'm going to go tell Lois not to be sad. I think it'll be uh -huh. okay. <laughs> and then he doesn't show up until later. Tells yeah, Bruce Wayne, he's like, Hey, by the way, I'm here. Like, if you, I'm here if you need me. How important is Lois Lane? <laughs> but but like, the world needs you. No, okay. Lois. No, Superman's dead at this point. No, no, Superman no. is still dead at this point, and Martian Manhunter's like, the world needs you, Lois Lane. Well, and this is two Why? years later. She's just some chick with a dead fiance. Well, he, he was helping her in Batman v Superman break that story, remember? Yeah. And so, like, this is a character. We've seen him in Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and in both movies. Like, he could have been doing stuff as Martian Manhunter right. to, like, help yeah. the heroes out. Mm -hmm. So this creates, like, a retroactive plot hole mm -hmm. that Zack Snyder just – It was a, It was a fan cast. Or not a fan cast, but, I mean, like, a fan get, theory. Don't get me wrong. I was glad that Martian Manhunter made an appearance. Mm -hmm. I was questioning the way they went about doing it, though. Yeah. I can, that's totally I mean, fair. We could, we could come up with a lot of questions about why something did or did not happen. It's like, where's the Lantern Corps? They, they were there in the, uh, in the old, in, in the flash 5,000 years ago. I feel so like they, so they know there should be a Green Lantern in there somewhere, you know, protecting the planet against fucking dark side. Well, this is the big you know, problem it's, it's with Snyder's vision or the studio's interference or whatever reason you can come up with yeah. why it didn't happen is the, we don't have character backstories for any of these guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes back to like, we needed setup. Yeah. We need setup. And, and not, I feel not, like not a 10 minute flashback to set the narrative for what we're doing, what we're doing. Yeah. Just, yeah. So also Gal Gadot's voiceover work in that flashback scene 
made it hard to watch. Really? I think. Yeah. Oh, I, could, I, I, could listen I don't to her, mind her. I could listen to her talk yeah, all day. See, nice be, be, because uh, <laughs> Cyborg was the one who kind of melded with the um, mother box, I feel like he should have been the one telling the story because he would have gotten that information from the mother box. And I feel like it would have been a better fit. I but felt, Diana I found out about it. I felt like this kind of turned into Cyborg's movie. It kind of all. Oh, it definitely was compared well, to the Joss Whedon well, version. Well, well, this I think this is another reason why Ray Fisher is so pissed at Joss Whedon mm-hmm. and, yeah. and calls and thinks that there was some racially motivated stuff because um, Zack Snyder had come out before the movie and said that Cyborg was going to be the heart and soul of this film. And, he and he this, really was, and, and this really is Cyborg's like movie. Like he has the most character development. Like he has an emotional through arc, and mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day, he's he's the guy. Him and Flash are the guys who save the day, and so like. You know the the newer characters that are introduced in this movie have a lot more to do than than got cut out of you know the theatrical oh, version. The, the final battle in the Justice Weed version is just so dumb, so dumb. And yeah. compared to this, this is in comparison. This freaking battle is a masterpiece. So the, just, well, let me get this real straight though. What's so that? in 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 this version, they're in a town like Chernobyl. Yeah. Yes. The town is deserted. Yes. With, with from a nuclear reactor, except for poor people. Except, but then in, in, that's but, in Joss's version. But then yeah. in Joss's version, there's, there's people like hanging some out. like this this little homeless family in this <laughs> decrepit old building. Oh yeah, and there's the only so reason, much the only time reason, devoted to poor Russian people. Yeah, in the Joss Whedon. Like so the and there's then there's these weird technical things, and the only reason they're there is so Flash can have so something to do. Flash can have something to do and push the truck out of the way. But that doesn't make any sense because so Flash weird. Flash had everything to do in this movie yeah. in the yeah. in Snyder version. So like why he decided to cut Flash's action out of this movie and put in like this random freaking Russian family yeah. makes no sense no, whatsoever. I, I think one of the the issues that you know you can draw a parallel between the Justice League and the Snyder League <laughs> is, is that Zack Snyder he treats the the superhero characters as as gods as larger than life beings as as you know, above mere mortals. And I think when Joss came in, he wanted to humanize them more. And so he had Superman and Flash going out and saving civilians and he needed to put civilians in danger. In order See, to that, that. that's always been my, my... In order to humanize them. Yeah, but that's always been my, my kind of uh, issue with DC heroes. Is I've always felt like DC heroes are too powerful. Mm. They are like gods. They are... They're, they're, they're basically... Immortals. They're so they called can, the new gods. Yeah. Yeah, one, one, one of the interesting things about Marvel characters is that you know they're they're very human characters, mm-hmm. and the superpowers complicate their their humanity. Whereas with DC characters, it's it's like they are what their powers make them, it's, it's, and, it's, and they can't relate to humanity. It, it's kind of funny because ever since I was a little kid, I've never been big in DC, into DC, and I've never really thought about why. But I've, I was a huge Marvel kid. And I was never a DC kid, but maybe that's maybe that's why. Maybe I can just relate to Marvel characters better. For me so. personally, I always leaned more towards the Batman, Superman, and uh-huh. Wonder Woman. Like I grew up watching the animated series of both yeah. Superman and Batman, and I, I I'm not going to pretend like telling a no, story those, with those Superman. Are great. Those are amazing. Yeah. Telling a story with Superman doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah. There's thousands of examples of awesome stories with Superman, this invincible being being brought down to our level and and had to fight for what he believed in. It was there's ways to do it. I, I, I always felt like the DC superheroes were cooler, uh-huh. but I could relate more to the Marvel characters. Like growing up, you know, it's hard to relate to a, a billionaire who has like <laughs> he dresses up like a bat and goes out and fights crime. Whereas like with Spider-Man, you, you know, like he's he's this guy, he's behind on his bills, but then he still goes out and fights crime. I always felt like 
Like I could relate to Spider-Man yeah. more than Batman, but Batman was just so much cooler. Yeah, but we all Spider-Man. really wanted to be Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you guys have any yeah. other uh, major criticisms with the Snyder League? Oh, I'm sure we could go on. So I feel like... Major criticisms. <laughs> I feel like uh, because the Joss Whedon version exists, it's... Um, it's making uh, the Snyder Cut more palatable. Mm-hmm. However, if we had never had the Joss Whedon theatrical release, and this is the movie that we got, we'd be shredding this movie okay. right now. All right, before I don't we know if that's true, we'll get into it a little bit more real quick. Um, we're going to take a break and listen to some sponsors, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you'd like to support the podcast and get some awesome merch in return, go to saltynerdstore.com. There we have all of our T-shirt, stickers, magnets, all kinds of really cool stuff. You can even get face masks with logos and stuff on it. Uh, that's saltynerdstore.com. Go there. Help support the podcast. Any money that we get from that website uh, will funnel back into the podcast and we can buy new equipment and uh, you know do all kinds of cool stuff and make more awesome content for you to listen to. And you can get some cool swag in return. All right, guys. Let's do. Let's focus on the Snyder version, the Snyder Cut. Do we have what are our what are our criticisms of the Snyder Cut as a whole? We're not going to be comparing it to Joss Whedon anymore. Uh, we're just going to be focusing on what Zack Snyder had to offer for his full, fully realized four hour criticisms. Yes, criticism. My, I'll start with mine. Um, I think he was a bit overindulgent in the slow motion. I, I made a tweet. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not saying it wasn't cool. I love slow motion. Slow motion's freaking awesome, but it, it has to be properly dosed. And I think he went a little bit overboard. Every time Diana used her one move, it was in slow motion. Every time. Every time anybody did anything cool. And I it think was in slow maybe motion. it was the slow motion that bothered me so much. Cause like if she had just like popped it out and gotten shit done, fine. But because it's like slow motion and we have to pay, <laughs> pay that much attention to it every single time think, and it's just the same move yeah. over and over it's again, a, it's, it's annoying. Isn't the slow motion kind of how they show super speed? Okay, so that's the thing. If they used it, they, but like they, they do it with Wonder Woman and the Flash. They did it in movie. different ways with the Flash every time, though. So, see, I'm a slow motion horror. I love slow. Motion. <laughs> yeah. You loved it. I, I yeah, I, I was like, give me more slow motion. That's awesome. <laughs> Throw a dove in there while you're at it. <laughs> I'm kind of with Katie. Really? Yeah, I you guys are digging it, huh? It, yeah. See, as as a visualist, like. Whenever something is done in slow motion, it always just accentuates like the action that's happening and it, it brings it to the forefront. And that's one of the reasons I love John Woo is because he was a master at the use of slow motion in action scenes. And one of the things that makes Snyder such a brilliant visualist is his use of slow motion and kind of like showing the the movement and the action in the frame and turning it into a, a work of art that's in motion. Hmm. And so like I mean, there were. I'm, I'm not going to argue that this wasn't indulgent. Like the the one, the one sesame seed that goes <laughs> yeah. to the camera and from the burger. Yeah, yeah. That was a bit. I kept thinking much. that was a tooth. No, it was a, <laughs> a seed from the bun. No, yeah, he he had to tell me like twice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So no, like, it's a seed. I was like, no, it looks like a tooth. He's like, no, it's a seed. I was like, okay. Yeah, so you, you could have cut out like about 15 seconds worth of you know slow motion For seed sure. going into For the sure. camera, but yeah. you, you know. Um, Zack Snyder is an indulgent filmmaker. And so like one of the things that he does that I actually really enjoy is his like use of slow motion in, in these movies that he makes. And, you know, he used just as much slow motion in 300, but you didn't notice it as much. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I, man. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed the fact that, um, who, who actually let him do this? Was it, AT&T, HBO Max. I mean, it wasn't it was Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah, they have the okay. rights to the characters. But I'm actually kind of glad they let him do this because we got to see his 
what he wanted to show us. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not comparing him to like Martin Scorsese or something, but we kind of talked about this early, earlier. A studio is not going to go to Martin Scorsese and go, Hey, give us an hour and a half version of Casino. Wouldn't be, it would be an entirely different movie. Yeah. I, I think what happened was, so, was when coronavirus hit yeah. and everything was locked down, they had to shut down all production. And so AT&T and Warners were in a situation where like they couldn't produce any new content. They had just launched their streaming service. Right. And they were like, like, we've already spent so much money on this. <laughs> yeah. And they basically just had this sitting around and there was a market for it because people on Twitter had been were dying oh, for yeah. it. You know, yeah. Campaigning the, the, the for it. The Snyder fans went hard. Oh yeah. And, and so they were like, well, you know, why don't we just take this, this $300 million investment we already have and re reuse it and use it to not only lure people into our streaming service, but as like new content that we can, actually be working on when we can't work on anything else. And I think that I don't think the people at the studio, like at Warner's are really in support of the Snyder cut, but I think AT&T was the one that kind of like right. pushed for it. It's to like, let's do this. Yeah, sure. So I just, I mean, I was just, I, I like it when they let these filmmakers that have a vision, mm-hmm. give us their vision. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't think studio Even, execs go see movies. No, <laughs> don't. I don't either. We're um, too busy making millions of dollars. <laughs> but, um, um, go ahead. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, like, I know there's a, there's a pretty big narrative plot hole in this movie, uh, regarding dark side and uh, the, an, the anti-life <laughs> equation. Yeah, what, what exactly so, is that? Is that the big tattoo thing? That's yes. On the planet? Not enough time was spent letting people know what the hell that is. So, uh, Presented in the movie, Darkseid comes to Earth mm-hmm. five, six thousand years ago, whenever long ago, uh, when Diana's mom, Zeus, Hades, Hercules, uh, Ares. I'm sorry, Ares. that was pretty dope. Hercules, <laughs> dude. No, that's that's Zeus. Oh, was and, that Zeus? But that, yeah. this fight scene is dope. The flashback fight oh, yeah. scene is yeah. amazing. And if it's like a sign of what we could get in the future, uh-huh. if if Zack Snyder took Superman and all these characters forward, and you got to fight Darkseid again, oh, yeah, <laughs> give me more. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. They come to Earth, they have the unity and mm-hmm. the, the three mother boxes, and they come down, they're going to take over this world. And by collecting them unity and putting them together, and when they synchronize, it destroys Earth and it turns it into a carbon copy of Apocalypse. They're basically which is where terraforming boxes, they're ter- right? Yeah, they're terraforming the planet to okay. fit Darkseid. He's done this hundreds of thousands of times across different galaxies and universes and all this Looking stuff. for... Looking for the anti-life the equation. anti-life equation, okay. I don't know if it's spelled out that he actually finds it during that battle. He doesn't. He doesn't know it's there. But he doesn't he, know it's there. He, no, it just so he, happens that he loses the boxes on Earth. No. Uh, so what happens is when he hits the ground with his staff, yeah. the runes that are revealed are the anti-life equation. Right. And he sees that. But he can't do anything about it because he's in the middle of a battle. And when he gets injured and taken away, they leave the mother boxes behind because they're being routed. So he knows that the anti-life equation is hidden on one of these planets, but he... Didn't know what planet he was attacking, See, that, apparently. That's a oh, weird plot okay. Hole. Okay. So he does know so it's that, on so that, Earth. So Steppenwolf comes along when they, when the mother box activates. Mm-hmm. He comes yeah. In, Superman's in. death activates the mother box. Right. And then so Steppenwolf goes and tells uh, his henchman dude, I forget his name. He goes, I've seen the anti-life equation. Dasad. Um, Dasad. And uh, let me do my thing and I can be redeemed. And yeah. We yeah. can open the portal and you can come, whatever. He just thought, like, you better pay your debt. When he said that, he was like, 100,000 planets? Uh-huh. What? Oh, no, 50,000. He 50, owed 50,000. Oh, so right. I want to yeah. know who came first. Was it um, Desaad or was it um, Thanos' little henchman dude? 
Who's the, who's the exact same guy? Oh, they're all the exact character. You know who I'm talking you know, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ebony Maw? Ebony Maw, yeah. Yeah, it's all the same yeah. characters. Thanos is dark side. <laughs> yeah, they're all created by Jack Kirby. <laughs> I love that. Dude. I want to see that guy. He's cool. I like him. Uh, but, but the anti-life equation is basically this thing that would allow uh, dark side to unmake life throughout the universe, and then he could recreate it in his own image. Mm-hmm. So he could basically be his own God. snap. Yeah. It's an old version of a snap, yeah. And, and so, like... Basically, Diana, when she's recounting like the, this big battle, she says that the Earth held a secret that was unearthed during this battle. And the mother boxes um, basically bore witness to it, and they kept that information uh, so that they could then tell Darkseid's people that this is where the anti-life equation is held. So, so the anti-life equation is the big, cool design rune yes. that was made out of lava okay. on the yeah. battlefield. It's like and, the and, tribal and, tattoo okay. of so, Earth. I want to know this. And the omega symbol is the symbol for anti-life. Okay. How many of you Snyder cultists out there, and I mean that in a nice way, <laughs> okay, have the anti-life equation tattooed on their body at some point? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. you got to drop it in the comments. I want, if, I want to see photos. Let that. us know. I want to see this. Pics or it I didn't happen. Pics. yeah. <laughs> no, but that was a huge plot point. Like, how did he forget? Now, there is a line yeah, that Diana like said. Dan, Dan Benioff was writing this, the, the, <laughs> there, this scene. It, <laughs> like, Thanos just kind of forgot, forgot. where the anti-life equation was. Oh, there, like Daenerys, too. Yeah. There just kind of forgot. There is a line that Diana says during that flashback where she says once he leaves the planet was lost among the trillions of planets in the in the galaxy or in this in the solar system or whatever and that was that was like their explanation is basically I mean, like they don't rem- because the mother boxes were kind of like their gps system for right. telling them where I'm to go i'm just saying like can't you just like look up in your navigation you have a spaceship that's a yeah. little yeah like i was thinking like so this is the, <laughs> the the planet that humiliated him with his first loss ever yeah he lost his most valuable mother boxes on this planet. And it has the anti-life equation. You'd think like once he healed up, he'd be like, we yeah, got to go yeah, back. We got to go back. To that <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his injury was so bad. He had amnesia. And he forgot. I, I just don't know where all my price belongs. Yeah. It, it's, it's very strange and it's a huge criticism. Like, like you'd think one of his minions would have been keeping track. Something. Like, you'd think. I mean, they've, they've got the cool Stargate thing with, with the, the boom box or what is it called? Boom, boom, boom tube. <laughs> you know, those are neat. And, <laughs> it, and you know, in the comics, the mother boxes are the ones that create the boom tubes mm-hmm. and, and, and cyborg because you know he's he's melded with the mother boxes he's able to actually create boom tubes um, oh. in in the comics so like they the justice league can just like go anywhere they want oh that's pretty dope well, that's cool i did want like um i should save it for when we talk about what we liked about the movie the boom tubes, uh, was boom tubes. <laughs> never heard of no? that no oh, yeah that's what they're called oh, right? I, okay. they, they've been called that for years I, I said i don't read dc comics so yeah I do think it's really funny that like the Atlantean Atlanteans, mm-hmm. the Atlanteans and the Amazons all created these very like elaborate ways of <laughs> oh protecting God, the yeah. boxes. Uh, <laughs> and they were the first ones to go. But the humans were just like, yeah, sit in the corner. <laughs> Put it yeah, in the dirt. It was the hardest one to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the humans literally bury it like three feet underground. They're they like, buried, it'll be fine. They buried Superman deeper than they buried that box. <laughs> we're gonna that's so true. They're just in a field somewhere and they're like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the humans buried it in a secret place where they all forgot where they buried like, it. How secret could it be? There's like 12 guys oh, no, there. Did like, you kill them all? It was like 30. Yeah. That's a I lot of myself people. when I said that. I'm very, very upset. Yeah, like, like that was one of the, th- like when they first show like the Amazons like guarding the box and there, there's like, like literally like a hundred Amazons in this like little dome. Yeah. And I, I'm like, 
is that their job? Do they like clock in it? For a thousand years, are all of these people guarding yes. the box you're nonstop? On, you're on box duty this week. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn it. Oh. Yeah, like, like they all just stand there like for eight hours a day just looking at this I wonder the same thing. You I thought what? that was super weird. You no, know, I really thought it was funny. It was like they have this big stone dome that's like impenetrable and all this stuff and it has these – these blockades that drops if they hit the wood and stuff, but it has a freaking window at the very yeah. top. Well, just yeah. so happened pointing straight down at the box, like you can't just climb in the window. <laughs> it's I, like no, man, it's, it's not much shit. Of a- no, <laughs> I did actually kind of find it funny. I know we're not talking about Joss Whedon anymore, yeah. But in in the Whedon cut, he comes in and they fight, and yeah. Diane, and, and his, her mom goes out and everything, and then he just like kind of cuts a hole in the oh, side with his of axe, it, yeah. and he flies out. Yeah. In the, in, the, in the Snyder version, man, it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. It falls the into fucking, the ocean. The, 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 the land breaks and the yeah. thing goes into the ocean and they fall. And then they climb Yeah, that out was that. crazy. Way better. Way, way more way badass. Oh, yeah. Better, way better. Yeah. yeah. yeah like I said, that whole scene was like 12 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, the version of, um, of what's the bad guy's name? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf in the Justice League Much superior. Was, was horrible. Terrible yeah. Oh, character. he looked bad. Yeah, it looks so bad. Yeah, this, like it makes me wonder, like, like what were they thinking when they? Yeah, why did they change that? It? He looked so badass in, in the really Snyder did. cut. I think they were trying to make him look more human. Human? Why? Well, studio I interference. Mean, yeah, one of the biggest things that boggled my mind was that. So, one of the things I loved about the Snyder cut was all this mythology they put in with Darkseid because it really kind of set the stage for what the DCEU could be doing going forward. Mm -hmm. And I I was like, this stuff, all this stuff is great. Yeah. And you know, at some point someone sat down and said, we need to take all this stuff out and make Steppenwolf the main bad guy. And I I was like, you couldn't have left even just a little bit of this stuff in because Steppenwolf is nowhere near as cool as dark side, especially if you're Mm -hmm. a DC fan. In the uh, Joss Whedon version, he at one point says, I'm doing this for, for dark side. And then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. That's all the character development. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've said it before that I'm not a huge DC guy, but you know, is dark side is to me, he's always been the coolest big bat. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, cooler. he came before Thanos. He's cooler than Dr. Doom. He's cooler. I mean, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I got my guys mixed up, <laughs> but he's the, he's the, uh, he's the Thanos of the DC world. Mm-hmm. And I just always thought that he was actually pretty cool. Much cooler, I, I and much more evil. And you know, it's just I don't know. I just, my I, introduction to him is through the animated Superman yeah. series back in the nineties, and that version of Darkseid is so badass. Oh yeah, like he is the ultimate freaking. I mean, he's dry. He has no humor. Mm-hmm. He's got no jokes, no nothing. Just straight laced. I'm going to murder you if you don't <laughs> do what I tell you to do. Yeah. That's it. That's they're all. I mean, he's a one-dimensional character, but he's freaking badass. And he takes on Superman like with one hand, tan behind, hand tied behind his back, and like that. There's so much potential there for Darkseid. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like the conversation is kind of switching gears. So let's talk about the things that we liked about the Snyder Cut. Um, um, everything, I, I, <laughs> except for that I one loved, plot hole. I, I loved having so much more backstory, so much yeah. more motivation. We get Steppenwolf's motivation. We get that he's like a fallen hero. Mm-hmm. With his guys. Um, I freaking love this scene with um, the Flash right now where oh, he like really? goes on the job interview and he saves that girl. That scene is gorgeous. 
and the slow-mo. I bet you got a bu- big old boner from that, Kadish. You and the in the hot dog and <laughs> you, you move to the things we like too fast. I'm sorry. Do you have some more curses? I, guess, I gotta tell you, man. Um You don't like Ezra Miller? I do not like Ezra Miller as the flash. <laughs> do not. I'm I'm kinda on the And it's and it's not because I don't like him as a person, because I don't. I don't like his portrayal of the character. He's too goofy. Um, I don't like the way the effects look. I don't like the way he moves. Like oh, the, I'm like, into like all a, of like that. Like a speed skater. It looks, <laughs> it looks goofy. Well, okay. he does competitive speed skating. So, <laughs> Well, it doesn't work What's your for problem this movie. I don't that? like it. I don't like it. <laughs> See, it, it, I, just, it doesn't look good. I always thought it would have been better if Batman had been the one to give him that suit because like yeah. him just having that – like, it doesn't really, make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that, that, that no really sense. expensive material that they use for like the the shuttles when they re-enter Earth. Like how how Barry Allen, who's basically a you know a vagabond, yeah, trying to hold down three dead end well, jobs. He probably stole the materials. Yeah, let's that's be honest. What, yeah, that's I mean, my did, did you okay. did you see his little secret lair that Batman came? He's into? He's got like TVs, Dude, he's and got, computers. He's got a hundred thousand dollars worth of gear in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not. Which is why so he thought Batman from? was some guy whose like wallet he stole because he's a thief. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. That, that's headcanon, though. Like, like nowhere is that established. <laughs> yeah, in here. Um, sure. I, and I, I'm just saying that, like, I think that, you know, it would have been nice to give Batman more agency where he's like, hey, I know you're super speed. So, like, here's a suit that won't tear up as mm. you're running around at the speed of light. Yeah, yeah he's, I he's think it would have been. He's basically Tony Stark. I think it would have been really aspect. funny if, like, every time we saw the Flash, he was wearing, like, shredded stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, in that scene, basically the introduction to flash in, in the Snyder cut, like as soon as it's he, like an hour into the movie. Yeah, too. yeah. And as soon as he goes into super speed, like his shoes just disintegrate. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And I thought that that was very cool. Yeah. I liked know. that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind Barry Allen in this movie. He is a little manic, a little goofy. I, I will agree with you on that, but um, I don't mind the way they, they, present him as running like a speed skater. I, I, I'm kind of into that. That's yeah, cool. I was I just, into it. I felt like was, he was like, like getting, getting the electricity going. I have in my notes somewhere, he goes on an electricity run and he's like, yeah. he's like powering up, firing up, firing up. I will say look, one of the interesting things about this movie is it was written by Chris Terrio, the same Chris Terrio who wrote Batman V Superman and the rise of Skywalker. Mm, Crammed like seven movies in one. Yeah. And um, he, he kind of has a, a you know, a pattern, but, <laughs> but the, the thing that's interesting about this movie is that it, it takes the time to set stuff up yeah. that pays right. off later. And it's so rare to find that in a Zack Snyder movie. I know we're <laughs> yeah. so hungry for that shit. Yeah. So let me ask this then: Does Zack Snyder put this, does he film this stuff and then it gets cut out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so is he, so is he a good filmmaker that the studios, He's, just won't let be a good one or he can, or what? he can be a good storyteller, but he doesn't like Cater said earlier, he doesn't know how to make a movie for that narrow vision. I mean, we, we, we've watched Zack Snyder movies that we love. Yeah. I love 300. He's a rule breaker. I love, I love, exactly. I love Dawn of the Dead. What, what happens to him when he touches superhero movies? Nothing. He just, uh, he goes so, too far. He goes too much. His ambition outdoes what he's capable of doing in one movie. That's my criticism of Batman versus Superman. It was three movies. They wasted the oh, death yeah. of Superman. Yeah, yeah. They never introduced this to this murder Batman. Like his vision of what he wants to do is ne- he's not capable of doing that in one movie. He has to have like free reign to make like four or five freaking four hour movies. Uh, yeah. yeah if, if streaming weren't a thing, the Snyder cut would have never. Oh, existed. no. Oh, for sure. But, but the thing that gets me is, is that this four hour movie 
was his original like like when he was when he had finished shooting Justice League and he was in the editing bay before the tragedy with his family happened. This was his cut. And when Joss Whedon came in, he had to look at this and be like, how do I get this down to two hours? Yeah. And, you know, like a proper filmmaker would have sat down in the development phase because, I mean, you know, they, they would have figured out, okay, we need to make this a two hour movie. We talked about this already. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> we did, but like, you got to realize it was a studio mandate. Yeah, I know. Right? I like, they basically came in and said, you have to meet these criteria. Yeah. yeah. I mean, technically, the, the, the fault lies with. Um, Zach, no, no, with no. Zack Snyder. That's the reason why we got the Joss Whedon version of it is because he, he, the job was to make a two hour movie and he presented a four hour one. What, and then the studio was like, well, shit, now what do we do? We, we don't have Zack Snyder anymore. And just, also we have this four hour monstrosity. I, just don't, I don't buy that. Mm. I don't buy that at all. I wish that we but had gotten two, two hour well, why, movies. Why would they go, we well, have to make a two hour movie. I mean, people oversee this. They can tell that he's making an enormous four-hour-long movie. So didn't you well, say well, earlier that they was it was supposed to originally be two movies? It was originally supposed so to be two movies. Why are we talking about this? Again? I don't know. It just kind of felt back that <laughs> we way. We can but edit it out. It's, it's fine. It's just. It's just. I don't know. It well, just well, seems weird. I mean, it, it kind of makes you like. So why did Kathleen Kennedy let them do solo up until the point where they had to fire and reshoot like the whole thing? Because she's he, an idiot. And and Warner so, Brothers is run by idiots. Well, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> Done. All right. <laughs> Um, okay, so we talked about how much more uh, um, Cyborg has to do in this movie. I, I'm never, I've never really been into Cyborg very much. I've seen him in some of the animated shows and a couple yeah. of the movies and whatnot, but he's never been the guy that I knew a lot no. about. Yeah. This movie made me a Cyborg fan because when he was listening to his recording of his father telling him, like, listen, dude, you have the digital world in your grasp. Like, you could literally think of anything you want to do and it'll happen. Yep. And you're capable of, of transferring money at, the, at just a thought or you're able to completely take down these – no encryption can ever keep you away and all this stuff. I'm like, dang, dude, that's freaking – you know, that's a, a, a cool power because like it's cool when superheroes have like super strength and super speed and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Superman can't touch Cyborg when it comes to that electronic. Like he has no way no. of doing any oh, of that stuff. Like Cyborg in the comics is a very powerful superhero. Yeah. And, um, y y you know uh, – I was never a big cyborg fan, even though like I've liked him in like Teen Titans and um, Teen Titans Go and some of the cartoon offerings. Um, but he he really was the heart and soul of of this movie, and it, it was gutting to see like you know like how much better his character was in this version than it was in the theatrical version. Because uh, I actually kind of liked his you know the character when I saw it in the theaters, and I was like, I wish there was more of that. My one criticism is that they took away his uh, his catchphrase, booyah, yeah. Be, be, because Booyah. like like, like I, I remember when Jude and I went to go see it in the theater, and uh, I was I was like, I really hope they have him say booyah. I really hope they have him say booyah. And then at the very end of the movie, he goes booyah, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and in this version, nope, yeah. <laughs> never happened. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, okay, I so want to comment on what you were saying about um, Cyborg. So the only version of Cyborg that I am familiar with is the Teen Titans version. And okay. Cyborg is my favorite. Okay. I love Cyborg. And I don't know – I'm not familiar with – I never read the comics. And so the only version that I know of Cyborg is the Teen Titans version. And he's hilarious yeah. and he's and, and you're talking about Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, God. Not that. <laughs> yeah. Teen Titans Go, the cartoon because my son watches it. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Cyborg. He's like, like – He's super obsessed with like the 80s 
he's quirky and he's funny and like sometimes he lacks like common knowledge or like he's he's awkward socially. I love him. Um and so I was really looking forward to to having like um like a lot of cyborg mm-hmm. in the movie. And I I appreciate that we got a lot of him in the Snyder cut. However, and I don't know if this is an okay thing to say because I know everybody is on Ray Fisher's side, but I don't think Ray Fisher is a very good actor. Oh no. Like every every scene he's just like straight-faced, dead-faced. And I know that a lot of it is like he's brooding through the whole movie and he's like coming to terms with what happened to him. However, there's like no variety in his facial expressions at all. He's well, he only has half a face to work with. <laughs> I mean, he's Keanu Reeves, Reevesing his way through this movie the whole time. Hmm. So, I mean, I appreciate that he got, that he had an arc and like his story is so rich. However, the actor portraying him didn't do a whole lot with it, Although, in my opinion. I, I will I, say that when his dad died, I feel like that was a turning point because up to that point, um, he was kind of shut down emotionally and he, he was very robotic and it took losing his father to kind of remind him that, oh, there's a human side to me. And that whole father-son thing going on with you know um, Silas and Victor mm-hmm. was probably the most interesting relationship in this entire movie. And I'm really glad that we got to see it as opposed to, I mean, like uh, Silas lives through the theatrical version. Like he, he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was kind of interesting to see them kill off that character and the uh, the toll that it took on on Victor as a character, and we we get to see him kind of discover his powers in this movie, and and really kind of become a, a hero. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like in a weird way, this was his his journey, and yep. I, I really enjoyed it. My biggest issue is, is with the villain, though, with Steppenwolf. Yeah, I, I think that so a movie is really only as good as, as its villain. And I did like that they kind of, that, that, that they kind of fleshed out Steppenwolf's motivation where like, you know, he, he was, a, um, he had fallen out of favor with dark side. And so like, he's going out trying to prove his worth. Oh, I, I will say he, he, them giving him a mo- some motivation and explaining his story made him much oh, yeah. more interesting. Well, and his, his fight yeah. scenes as well were so much more badass than, yeah. than the first version of Steppenwolf. Like he was chopping people in half and like throwing people. Around. It was awesome. He was, yeah. he was a badass in this movie. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. What, what was your um, criticism of him? I, I just think that uh, one of the issues with Steppenwolf is that when you have uh, a group of heroes fighting a villain, it's always more interesting when there's something personal at stake because we know that the villains always have like big major plans to destroy the, the world, but it, it's always so big that it's hard to kind of nail down what's at stake there. Whereas like with... I mean, uh, maybe you'll be perfectly happy as a parademon. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but the, the thing about Steppenwolf is that none of the characters up until the point where Silas died had any kind of like real thing at stake uh, up against him. So like if he had, for instance, killed um, Diana's mother while he was attacking the Amazons, if if he had personally killed... Um, or he's holding her hostage in his boob tube or whatever. Boob tube. Boom tube, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if he had uh, killed Cy- uh, Cyborg's father, if he had, you know, kidnapped Lois or like, you know, just something that, you know, made something uh, personal at stake where like the heroes, like there, there was something there that put a, made the audience invested in the heroes defeating him as opposed to just like saving the world. I feel like that would have made him a much stronger villain. And um, that's what's missing in a lot of these DC movies is the, the personal nature of 
the rivalry between the heroes and the villains because it's all just kind of meta story stuff as opposed to like the the smaller like character stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, here's the new big bad. Ooh, well, tell me about him. He's bad. <laughs> He's real bad. Uh-huh. He's it's not, it's not clear what, what Steppenwolf's powers are either. He's just tough. Super strong. He's really, really tough. tough. Super bad. I liked his new armor in this. Yeah, he's version. got cool armor. His armor is way cool. When he's got all the arrows in the Snyder in him. version. Yeah, in the he Snyder looks version. so cool looks like in the Snyder version. I don't know why they did that to him. I don't know either. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about the the last big battle scene. We'll talk about the epilogue and uh, the the nightmare sequence with Batman. But before <laughs> we do, a quick word from our sponsors. What are you laughing at? I was going to say, I doubt we talked about any of those things in that order. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys aren't listening to me. It's okay. I'm le- I'm, I need to be is, shepherded. This is free flow. Free flow. You know what we haven't talked about at all mm. is Aquaman. He was the same. He really was. He was exactly the same. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, don't forget to go to saltynerdvideo.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the little bell notification, comment, let us know what you think we of the podcast. We love comments. We always comment back. We love comments. Uh, that helps the algorithm out a lot. And of course, we're trying to get to that that mythical 1000 subscribers so we can get monetized. Uh, we have the watch hours down. We're just looking for that 1000 subscribers. So if you're watching this and if you're enjoying it, even if you have our criticisms of us and our opinions, subscribe anyway. Maybe you can catch another episode where you agree with everything we say. Yeah, for sure. If you disagree, <laughs> pop it in the comments and we'll discuss. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review. Five stars is awesome. It helps us get in front of more people. And also go subscribe to the YouTube channel because there's a lot of content there that you guys aren't getting on the uh, main podcast, Apple, Spotify stuff. So that's it. All right, guys, let's finish off this discussion. Was there anything that you liked about the Joss Whedon version? <sighs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I will say this, though. Um, the black suit for Superman. Yeah. Super badass. I liked that. Really, really badass. I wish it had a little bit more meaning behind it. Yeah. I, I think this this Zack Snyder cut has completely made the original version. Oh, of it's this. gone. It's, completely irrelevant. Yep. It's it's like Lord of the Rings. I think <laughs> who watches the theatrical cut of Lord of the Rings anymore? I think nobody. nobody. Every <laughs> single yeah. person who has seen the Snyder cut is so happy that it came yeah. out. There's there's nobody alive that is not happy That's, except for Joss Whedon. It's <laughs> it's the thing that I think is really funny is that like across the board, I can't think of anybody. Whether you like it or you hate it, you're happy that you had the ability to watch it. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that liked Joss Whedon's version. Well, you know, you know what's funny is that so the the thing that really got this to happen was the hashtag release the Snyder yes. Cut campaign. Yeah. And now that the Snyder Cut's come out, all those Snyder fans are shifting to hashtag... Release the re- error cut? No, restore the Snyderverse. Oh, They want okay. to make this canon, yeah. and, and they want DC to start Well, start I think it's going to happen movies. regardless. And it well, should be. Well, yeah. but, but here's the thing, right? So DC, or I, I should say Warner Brothers, has already hired J.J. Abrams to take over, and, and so he's been planning out the future for the DC it's universe. Terrible Y'all might want to pop a pin in that. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to make black Superman. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there I, is. I'm, I'm not being racist. Nobody wants a fucking black Superman. There is a character. I know there is. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. It's a, it's in the comics. If Nobody they make it into the movie, what's wrong with that? Nobody wants that shit of some obscure character on an alternate Earth. Yeah, it's, it's a different Earth, universe, Earth right? Earth 79 If or it's whatever. something that already exists from the comics, I'm all for it. But if you're just like race swapping and gender swapping just for the sake of like – 
being like okay with everyone today, that's not true to the content and that really irritates the people yep. who are lovers of that content. I, I'm with Jude. If it's in the comic book and they want to translate it and it's the actual character from the comic book but and when, it's not when like – when a I'm on board with that. When a character yeah. is made even in the comic books for nothing but pandering and virtue signaling – Nobody bought the fucking comic book. And they don't even do a good enough job when they do do that shit. Exactly. Like, to make people appreciate what they've done. They just do it for the sake of doing it. Uh, I'll I'll just say that after having watched the Snyder Cut, the mythology that he lays out, and you can kind of see the roadmap he had planned for going forward. Mm -hmm. I'm totally on board with this. Absolutely. I would love it if Warners did a, you know, um, like a course correction and went back to what Snyder had planned for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I think that anything that JJ is coming up with is going to be awful. I agree. I think terrible. I'm, I'm on board. You know, I wasn't on board with uh, release the Snyder cut way back when it first started. I thought it was a pipe dream. I didn't think I was like, this is never going to happen. Whatever. I had to eat some humble pie and I was like, damn guys, good job. Good job yeah. on the fans. And, you, and, you made it happen. And I would love to see them just carry on the Snyder verse on the streaming. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be theatrical. Give us, give us more of this long form content. Let Snyder do his thing unshackled. Yeah. Because like, this would have never flown as as a theatrical release ever, but because of the streaming format, it gives him the freedom to you know take his time and, and do the type of stuff that he likes. And I felt like this movie was so much better paced, I think, than the theatrical. Yeah, format. I'm, like, I'm gonna I'm say a- something crazy that I need the fans to get behind, but it's so crazy. It just might work. It just might work. <laughs> Let's have Zack Snyder remake season eight. You know what I mean. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All that slow motion. Slow motion brooding. John oh. Snow is so good at brooding. He's basically Batman. Right? <laughs> it would take him three hours just to say, I don't want I it. Don't I want don't want it. want it. <laughs> You're my queen. Oh, man. Let's have a three-hour copy cut of the uh, Battle of Winterfell, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. We yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll be able How's, to see it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, we're talking about the Snyder cut. Snyder here. cut. Sorry. sorry. Did, did, um, did you know that Snyder wanted this to be in black and white? Originally? I do know that, yeah. Uh, that would not. I wouldn't have liked that. No. Yeah. So it needs some color. That's what I was going to talk about. The only thing I could think of, like, seeing Superman in the Joss Whedon cut in his full colored uh, outfit, I, I really love Superman's full on yeah. like red, yellow, blue, like that's that's freaking the shit. America. Right? Yeah. Give me more of that. I love that. And and this like the black suit is really freaking cool. It's really cool. But it well, means nothing. Yes. Yeah, like I mean, in the in the cartoons and in the comics when he was wearing the black suit, it meant shit was going down. Spider-Man yeah. had a really cool black suit too. Yeah, and shit was going down like yeah. like <laughs> And bad. they never really explained like where that suit came, came from yeah, either where it because from? didn't he die uh, in well. his Uniform? Like, so, where are the spares? Are there in spares? His ship. In his ship. Where okay. he went back to his ship and, okay. and the door opened and it reveals the black suit. In his, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 was, red, the red version had the big hole in it from when he got stabbed. Right. So it was like he had to get rid of it. And I think Lois had it because she was like, she pulled out a cape out of a box Who, and was Lois? like sulking with it. Lois, I'm going to brood, brood for two years. And she was going um, She was morning. You know what? But hey, I, Wonder Woman had been pining for Steve I'm Rogers. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to hear about Steve I, Trevor one more time. Listen, listen. She knew him for a day. Let's all settle like, down. I knew a guy once who would really love to fly this plane. Yeah, okay. We know about Steve Trevor. Settle down. You guys are so cold. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know the part where Superman comes back to live in the Snyder Cut, and the entire scene he doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And when he flies 
Lois off to the Kent farm mm-hmm. afterwards, he finally says something like, I like it here or something like that. <laughs> this is home. Yeah, th- this is home. And she looks at him, she's like, you spoke. And he's like, did I not before? Yeah. And in the uh, Justice League version, like he actually speaks during that scene when, when he sees Batman. He's like, you know, do you oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And when they reshot the, the, these pickups, so when he goes to the Kent farm, he's like, this is home. Like Lois looks at him and she just says, "You smell good." And he's and he like, goes, "Did I not before?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Really? Like that's the best you could have come up yeah. with?" Smell good. <laughs> you know, rotting corpse smells real good. <laughs> he, he never rotted. It's ridiculous. No, I, I am. That's a the the huge improvement on Zack Snyder's version. Yeah. I, so I, like, it's basically Snyder said that zero of what. Joss reshot was used in his cut. Yeah. So if it didn't appear in the the uh, Zack Snyder cut, then it was shot by <laughs> there are Joss Whedon. Two things that I liked about the Joss Whedon version, the theatrical release. One was the scene where uh, Aquaman is sitting on the rope. I thought it was funny. Mm. Oh yeah. And two, the soundtrack. The soundtrack for the Snyder cut is awful. Dude, oh, every I time disagree. every time Wonder Woman shows up, it's the same damn. Oh, well, that's her theme. <laughs> it's, the, it's so annoying, though. It's like anytime it. she's not even doing anything; she's just standing there, looking and cool. it's like crazy Amazonian horror scene. Oh, and, and she's, she's sitting there looking hot. It's with, ter- with the music. It's, the music's like, terrible. Yeah. The rest Did of the music. She had like fourteen different outfits. Yeah. So, like, depending on what she had to do in the scene, like they have like a different Wonder Woman outfit for her. Oh, I bet. But the they're, the music. I'm kind of with Jude. Like Zack Snyder's like a, a, a music director. Like he that's where he got his start. So he's really good at like putting good yeah, music. Didn't he start with like videos? Yeah. Music, music videos. videos. Okay. Yeah. He, he's a music video director to start with. So he has that real keen eye on like picking a cool song and putting it to really cool visuals. Normally I'm on board. He did it with 300 amazing Great hard job. rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. This with like the soft, like super weird, like that scene yeah. with Aquaman. He's coming out of the bar and he's chugging whiskey and straight like, out of the bottle. And it's like, oh, king is everything. <laughs> I was like, what is this music? Yeah, was, I was not on board. And then there's that. that weird moment where the, the, um, Tom wanted me to point out, uh, that his favorite point, uh, his favorite part of this, the Snyder cut was the fact that in Iceland, all of the guys are super old and grizzled and all of the girls are hot and blonde. <laughs> but I was like, well, that song, that weird somber song what, that you, they sing, like as as Aquaman just like swims off and then she starts sniffing his sweater. Oh my God. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that was very indulgent. That could have easily been cut out. Yeah, yeah. I lost my time. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was going to make a joke. Well, I was okay. going Ice- to say in Iceland, when a woman hits the age of 30, they get sacrificed to the volcano god. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's oh, no old women. Okay. <laughs> and, and also the why it's so cold. The elves have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, the elves. <laughs> oh, man. They've the, come the, and taken all of our versions. Sing <laughs> 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 yaya ting dong. And how creepy was it that she was just like sitting there sniffing his sweat? Oh, doing it. Uh, yeah. That thing smelled like fish, right? Then they sing, <laughs> then they start chanting. So weird. She's just like staring so into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So it's, uh, it's cool because ding it's dong. like ding dong. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Dude, what if they started singing that song? <laughs> What if they had sang Yaya ya, Ding Dong? Yaya <laughs> ya, Ding Dong. Sing it! Yaya ya, Ding Dong! Sing it! 
Okay, we're going right. to oh, the rails. original. Went oh. off the rails. Booze right. is kicking in. Sorry. Yeah, booze is kicking in. Finally, <laughs> freaking an hour and a half later. Um, let's talk about the uh, the nightmare sequence. My favorite part of this freaking Oh, movie. that's my least favorite oh, part. What? The trench coat I'm stuff? I'm sorry, yeah. man. Sorry. Dude, I love oh, the end. It. The yeah, credit, the very, very end, end credit scene right. where Batman's like with. So the world's been saved for the now. and, and Well, what happens, I, I, I looked into this and what Snyder wants to happen, his vision for how to get from Justice League to the nightmare sequence is basically Darkseid shows up, right? And there's a big fight and yeah. he and and Superman is like tells Bruce Wayne, you have to stay here and protect Lois. She is my world. I'm gonna go fight Darkseid. He takes off, goes fights Darkseid. Darkseid does like a little switcheroo, shows up and kills Lois. And Batman is powerless to do anything because it's freaking Darkseid. Is that, he is that why he's bad at Batman? And now at he's, ba- he's mad at Batman. And that's how we get kickstarted into this nightmare sequence where, oh. where Superman is basically a broken human and okay. Darkseid turns him to the evil and he is now like his minion. Because Darkseid doesn't want to kill Superman. Unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to see that. I hope we do, dude. Because that nightmare didn't, sequence didn't so just awesome. like yesterday or the day before, wasn't there like something coming out of WB that said the Snyderverse is over? I think they said that, and they also said that they're not doing an, an, a different cut of Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, but they they also so. said they weren't ever doing the Snyder cut. So <laughs> I think if there's enough fan fan like, unites so subversion, like, so, so we just have to like go to war against uh-huh. JJ uh-huh. and his vision. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, I'm down. <laughs> Let's do Zach it. Snyder. Quit, quit fucking up our eight. fan stuff, dude. Season eight. Yeah. Yeah, you know Zack Snyder. I, I, as much as we kind of tease him for the overindulgent slow motion am, and the weird music. I'm down. Give me uh, more listen, of his vision. I'm a Snyder cultist now. Yeah, me too. So Zack Snyder basically re- <laughs> like oh, did five five minutes of pickups for the, this film, mm-hmm. and part of it was the the new nightmare sequence. And um, like one of the interesting things is is you know he was shooting it during the COVID lockdowns, and so everything with Jared Leto or Leto Leto Leto, Leto Jared Leto. I know uh, you're uh, really uh, trying, and it's hilarious how bad you are at pronouncing things. I have a hard time with him, too. Yeah, so everything with Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> it, 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 Jared Leto. 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 He's, like, over-pronouncing it now. Leto, yeah, he's Let-to. doing it on purpose. <laughs> but everything with the Joker... There we um, go. There you go. Was was shot separate from when Ben Affleck was available to shoot. Okay. And, and so, like, when whenever you see them on screen together, it's all just digital compositing they, really? were, they were actually in the same room like act, most of those actors weren't together when they That's were cool. shooting those scenes so when he I says when he says choose your next words wisely mm-hmm. that, that was, that dude was, that was I, he wasn't there i love ben affleck's batman he really is a he's good so badass even I, though he's like murder batman <laughs> i'm all right with it i get yeah. it man i get it you're angry i love that scene where he's talking to him he's like I promised her that I was going to kill you and make no mistake, <laughs> I will fucking kill you. I'm like, oh, Batman swore. <laughs> I thought the same thing. It was so cool. I do. Okay, I have a question. All right. Don't fucking come for me. Um, <laughs> the only um, the only um, like familiarity I have with this whole universe is through the cartoons because I have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Joker in my head is very different from the Jared Leto version. Is he doing the laugh right? No. I didn't think so. He's laughing. Okay, thank you. He's laughing like a seagull. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I that was the first thing I thought when I heard it, and I was like, "Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that is what it's, it's his version." To be. Listen, I don't think I, I think, don't appreciate a Jared Leto version. Okay, like, I will say uh, though. Sorry, babe, give was, me one uh, second because I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. I'm going to. Mom, Dad, please don't fight. <laughs> We're not fighting. We're good. <laughs> give me one second. Um, I hated Jared Leto's version in the Suicide Squad. Everybody did hate that version. Yeah. I didn't. This all. This, although kind of the same version, I think it was way more palatable. 
Like I could dig on this version. Like yes. I could, if they if they give him a little bit more breathing room and give mm-hmm. him a movie to kind of present himself to, yeah. I think he toned down the aspects that I didn't like about Suicide Squad. What happened to all of his tattoos? Yeah, good God, don't ever mention well, the tattoos has, again. He has long hair now. Don't ever mention the tattoos. I, uh, <laughs> I think every version of the Joker. There's not a lot of different Jokers that I don't that I don't like. Just like, but um, I like I like Jared Leto's version. Um, I like his laugh. Really? Uh, 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 uh. It, it's weird. It is weird, but I, I bought it. Um, I didn't even dislike the tattooed version in Suicide Squad. He was crazy. He was a little over the top. Um, I, I, I think it's kind of unfair to compare everybody to a cartoon or to the greatest performance of the Joker of, or, or pretty much any character of any at any that any actor has done of all time. When when uh, with with uh, Mark uh, Hamill, Mar- no. Oh, Mark, Mark Hamill Joker's yeah. Heath Ledger. I, I can't tell if you're going to say. I'm talking about Heath Ledger. Okay, I, I didn't know if you were going to say that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, you can't. Walking. Well, it wasn't like it was the Joker, but it wasn't like it's not superheroes. I mean, Joker. Can you imagine if Heath Ledger was still alive and they recast him oh for God. for this movie? World would go nuts. That would be a completely different thing. Can you imagine yeah. if Heath Ledger was in this version of like the Nightmare awesome. sequence? Holy, Holy shit! shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, like CGI re- resurrection. Hell, dude! They tarkin him. They, they could do it. They, they, they could do it. Michael Jackson. They could do it. <laughs> I just uh, um, you like all versions of Joker. I do. Okay. I, I like things That's about okay. all the different I, versions, I, I, except for um, maybe Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. And I know if I'm gonna like hear it now because he's the best Joker ever. You know, but that's whatever. only old but, farts people say. That. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, for the time, he did a good job. Yes, it was yes. very uh, '80s. I mean, Michael Keaton was the Batman. Come on. I'll, I'll say this about the nightmare sequence, though. Like, I'm glad that we got a little bit of an expansion on what we got from Batman v Superman. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, seeing this alternate, like, future uh, and, you know, just how dire things have gotten. Um, it's, it's very interesting to see what Zack Snyder wants to do and where he wants to go. But the way that they introduced it in this movie, like, Jude was confused as, as I was very confused. Oh, you didn't know it was a nightmare? No. Oh, okay. And, and, like, is it a vision? Is it a premonition? Or is it just like Ben Affleck's Batman? Does like, being Batman weird? have visions? No. Not, not no, really. it's, I see it more of a, of a premonition from – I almost want to like point at Flash because he's the only one who would really be able to do something like that is go forward, see what happens, and then go back. Or Cyborg. Because Cyborg got plugged into the mother box and he had that yes. vision of, I'm with you. of what's to come. Yeah. I didn't even Having it about come that. from Batman is a little weird. It is weird. Yeah. But I see the Again, like, I didn't want to like assume because all I know of this universe is through the cartoons, but I was like, I've never known Batman to have a vision. Like, am I crazy? And then when when this whole like dream and he was like, I had this dream and it was so vivid and and like everyone that I've talked to since I've seen this movie has been like, It was a vision. And yeah. I was like, But is that Right. <laughs> I don't know. And it was just very confusing. And then when I saw like the whole dream, dream quest vision thing that is like apparently an an alternate timeline, but also what happens in our future. It's it's super confusing. I'm sorry. I didn't love it. Okay. I, I loved it. You know what? I, I I'm more. not sorry. I feel I like we, more. <laughs> I feel like we need to watch uh, Suicide Squad now. Oh, God. I really don't want to. There's things about that movie I like. I'll also say that the ending with Martian Manhunter where he just appears at Bruce Wayne's house. Kind of weird. Super um, shoehorned in. And how skinny is Bruce Wayne at that point? He's so skinny. Well, that's Ben Affleck. Super. I know. He's like going through some health shit right now. I know. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I don't want to criticize it too much. But I, I was bad. like, bro. Where, have you in seen the gym? Ben Affleck recently? 
He's like he looks like death. What? It's kind of scary. Wow. Yeah, he, 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 he's been fighting um, alcohol addiction, so he's been going through a lot of like detox and oh, stuff angel. Like that. Yeah, that's why I'm not like I'm not mad at him for it. So poor thing. If he gets better, I really hope that they restore the Snyderverse and he comes back as like the freaking brick shit house Batman. You know what mm. I mean? Well, now I feel bad. Now, yeah. now I'm de- I'm Lois Lane now. <laughs> I'm depressed as I pour another shot of whiskey. Yeah, but this this movie had like four different endings. It was weird. Yeah, it was like a very uh, Return of the King. Yeah, that's what I thought was so weird too. It was like in the Joss Whedon version, um, we got like an end, yeah. and then we got a post credit scene. And then we got a second post credit scene, and it was like, "This is what it is. This is this is what what we're like trained to look for." But like yeah. in the um, uh, Snyder cut, it was just like uh, fade to black. Nope, nope, nope. We're not done yet. <laughs> I just, just want to know when. Which the I think is why it was so confusing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to know when the Wonder Twins are showing up. Right. <laughs> what did you guys think of the Lex Luthor Deathstroke in uh, credits? I like the concept, but I hate. Jesse Eisenberg, Lex yeah. Luthor. I, I, I don't like I, him as Lex Luthor him. either. I think Zack Snyder casted the whole thing really, really well, except for Jesse Eisenberg. He is not Lex Luthor to me. And I, I can't stand his like manic, little weird Joker-esque mannerisms. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't like it. Oh, Tom also wanted me to point out that um, according to like the post-credit scenes, um, that he thinks it's obvious that um, the Joker and Lex Luthor are working together. Okay. The what? The what? Joker, Joker and Lex, Lex Luthor. Because well, he's, he said that like the guy in Lex Luthor's cage or whatever, Sal, mm-hmm. uh, was laughing maniacally like the Joker. And then he says something to Deathstroke that's like, you're a couple of clowns short of a something something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that means he's the one that broke or Joker's the one that broke him out. Oh, well, I don't know about that. One of the interesting things is that in the Joss Whedon version, uh, they imply that they're that – this is the genesis of the um, Legion of Doom. Legion right? of Doom to fight against the Justice League. Who all is in that? Uh, Lex Luthor is the head of it, but pretty much every bad guy that the heroes have ever fought <laughs> are, are in the Legion. All of the Doom. gorilla people. The Legion of Doom. <laughs> the Legion of Doom. Um, but uh, in like in the Snyder version, that's completely left out, which means that that was a Joss Whedon yeah. like, reshoot. And in this one, basically. Lex Luthor reveals Bruce Wayne's secret identity to Deathstroke. But I didn't love that. But we have no context as to what this Deathstroke is. You know, like I know who he is from the comics and his relationship to Batman and Cyborg and the Teen Titans and stuff like that. But none of this has been set up before. And yeah. I can I can just think of people like you, Jude, who aren't familiar with the comics. In the theater, when we saw this, you were just like, you know, Who's I, I recognize uh, Al Seed from, you know, <laughs> uh, from True Blood, but, um, you know, I don't know who he is in the greater context of this universe. And so it's kind of weird that they didn't bother to set him up at all. Mm. All right, guys, the moment of truth. Give Zack Snyder's version of Justice League a rating. Ooh. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. What do you got for us? A strong four. Four? Yeah. Nice. I enjoyed this. Okay. I had to watch it over two sittings, but I mean, I would have no problem going back and watching this again mm. and enjoying it. Um, it's fun. Cool. Yeah. Jude? I give it a two out of three mother boxes. Two. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kanish, what would you give it? Uh, I'm with Vader on this. It's a strong four. Wow. Um, you know, the, uh, this was a very enjoyable movie for all of its faults. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you take into consideration like 
the movies that have come before and after it that are kind of in the same universe. Um, it was cool to see like what Zack Snyder had planned. And I really thought that the pacing and the characterization and a lot of the issues that I had with the theatrical version were wiped out on seeing this. And June and I, like we've probably watched this thing two or three times, um, between you know, the two of us yeah. um, already. So, um, I've, I've really enjoyed, I'll probably watch it even more. Um, and to me, this basically wiped out of existence, the justice. League oh, it's, version. It's, it's gone oh, for sure. It's gone. Yeah. 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 He's had a rough, uh, rough year. Joss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was the man back in the day. Firefly, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I Avengers. mean, I still am a diehard Buffy fan. Um, but yeah, he, the people do not like him. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting that like a guy who considers himself to be so progressive, like he cut out the the main black character of this almost completely. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, he considers himself a feminist, but like he basically gutted like all like the, the strong women in this movie. I mean, it, how much of that do you think was him versus like what the studio told him to do? Listen, that? like was I he can, just taking orders? I can tell you right now, I can sit down on a computer and I can make a three hour version of this movie. Oh yeah. And it still will be in line with Zack Snyder's vision. It's not what they want. I don't give a shit. I can a hundred percent give you a three hour version. Yeah. But for like, theatrical if this release, is, if this release is your the job, salty cut. Yeah. <laughs> if this is your job and you're Joss Whedon, you're like, I want to get hired for the next one. I'm going to do everything the studio says yeah, but to do. Well, but well he, 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 he was contracted to do Batgirl at the time. So he was already with the studio. And when Zack Snyder had to step aside um, to deal with the tragedy in his family, they brought him on board because of his, cred with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that for what he had to work with, you know, some of the reshoots aside, because I don't think a lot of the stuff that he added to the movie was any good. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at like how he edited the scenes that are also in the Zack Snyder cut, where like how um, truncated they are, how much shorter they are. Like, I think he did a really good job with what he had to work with. Joss Whedon. Ish. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like, if, if your job is to deliver a two hour PG 13 movie. Yes. Like that's he, what he did. Yeah. He, he did a good job doing that. Uh, everything else. I wouldn't say he did I, a very good job. I, I, it's I not agree. the movie that we wanted. It's the movie that the studio wanted. No. So if we're grading it on a scale of what the studio wants, a minus, that's, that's going to be a hard disagree for me. <laughs> I, I, I think given a four hour version of this movie, I think you can, you can trim it down, trim the fat, speed up the slow-mo scenes. All right. I, I challenge you to, Make a two-hour cut of the Snyderverse. Okay. The Snyder cut. It's due All next right. week. Never no, 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 no. <laughs> I, will, I can do it, though. I guarantee you I can then, do it. Then do it. I will. Two hours PG-13. I will. <laughs> we'll put it on the Salty Nerd channel and get copyright claimed <laughs> like crazy. The Salty Cut. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I, 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 I can't use any of the video from this stuff because Warner Brothers will just <laughs> okay. nuke our video. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, for me, I, I'm with you guys four out of five. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this version, although it has some faults and there's some things that's questionable about it. Honestly, on a whole, I'm super happy that the Snyder version got released. I'm really proud of the fan following that he has gathered that would kind of willed this into existence. I think that's great. I think it, it sets a great precedence. I love it when fans can usurp I'm, the freaking studios. I'm, I'm totally on board of the restore of these. Snyder I am too. I 100% hash, am. Hash brown yeah. that shit. Hash brown it. Yeah. <laughs> Send it to the internet. Send it to the internet and hash brown it. It's, I, uh, I, I really want this to be canonized and yeah, I want them too. to move forward with more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I think that's even what if it's streaming everyone only. wants. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just streaming only, like do, do the cinematic universe stuff with Battinson and like 
all that stuff for the movies, but like give us more Snyderverse on I the screen. I feel like the studios are, are like shitting their pants right now over <laughs> oh, like, oh, they, we've already started filming with this guy that none of the fans want. They've definitely opened up a, a but box you know of hell here. Yeah, people yeah. are still going to go see it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down. The, more the, Batman, the better. The ba- yeah. Batson? Yep, Batson. Yeah, probably. I like his car. His car we're, looks badass. We're all going to go see it. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. That's our discussion for the Zack Snyder Cut on a whole, the DCEU, the whole situation. That's our thoughts on it. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. Like, subscribe, do all that cool stuff for us on YouTube. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers so we can get monetized. And uh, that would be much appreciated. Where can we find everybody on the socials? Matt Vader, where can they find you at? You can find me at MattVader74 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. I need to start doing some YouTube stuff. Yeah. That's where you'll find me. I'm at Vader 74. Home gang. Oh, yeah. On the home gang. Every on Saturday, uh, right? Saturday morning at 1030, me and uh, Mr. Kadish over there. Yeah, you guys yeah. get to have all the fun without we me. Just, we we have some fun. <laughs> and sometimes Jude. All right, Jude, where can they find you at? You can find me sometimes on home gang. Uh, and you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Right on. Matthew Kadish, where can they find you? You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and KadishBooks.com on Amazon. And we actually, uh, we had a new intro for the home gang this last weekend and it got I instantly copy striked. Awesome. Did it really? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Man. Yeah. Be, be, because I mean, like it it's was a, a little long. It, it's, a, it's a long <laughs> scene, but like, you know, like we don't keep those videos up for long, so it's not a big deal, but it, it's, it's, it explains what the home gang is. Yeah. Go watch Norseman on Netflix. We endorse, yeah. we fully endorse that video or yeah. that, that show. Make so season four happen. Make season yeah. four. Yeah. Get that yeah. hashtag going. <laughs> Release the Nordic. They cut. are not a supporter of this podcast. We're a supporter of theirs. Yes. I a hundred percent They, they support follow that show. us on Twitter. Do they? They do. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like five other cast members follow me. We don't get awesome. any money for that. No. We're just, hey, thanks for We're just being, shills. liking us. We're just shills for yeah. the Norseman TV show. But this is about Justice League. Yeah, sorry. Hey, guys. Uh, all right. Hey, I'm your host, Salty Nerd. You can catch me on Twitter at Salty underscore Nerd. Uh, check us out. Please support the podcast. We're really hoping to gain a, a good following and to uh, be able to do this full time. So support us. Go to subscribe. SaltyNerdClub.com. Join our Patreon. Whatever you guys can do, much appreciated. And as always. Wait. And start the hashtag Zack Snyder Season (laughs) 8. Hit it. (laughs) Stay salty, my friends.